I love the scroll saw because, well, there's just endless opportunities of things to do with it. Um, I still haven't discovered its full potential and I don't think that I ever will. And that's the best part for me. Um, and also it's just, it honestly feels therapeutic when I get to sit there and cut for hours and hours. I do my best thinking. Um, it's my quiet, as you said, I have three kids and it's just nice to go out there and listen to whatever I want and just think Yeah, it's truly therapy. Hello there, my fellow sophisticated creatives. Welcome to JCV Art Studio from the dressing room. Today, I'm excited to have an artist, Lauren. Lauren is the creative behind Wildwood Creative. I have been wanting to interview Lauren since the fall of 2020. The holiday season is insanely busy for this scroll saw artist. Yes, scroll saw artist. I think that is so cool. (laughs) Lauren is a former RN, a mom of three, and a wife to one. And she has, I believe, a great Dane. Whoa. (laughs) She says in her IG profile that she's chasing my dreams one project at a time in my garage. Lauren, I am so excited to talk to you about your art and what you do. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. I've never done this before. Good. Oh, good. Good. So I am a big fan of your your work. And I have to give out a shout out to Caitlin of Silva Aesthetics. Um, She makes it so that my Chewbacca eyebrows look presentable. So, um, (laughs) but one day when I was in her aesthetic studio, she showed me the letters you had carved that spelled Silva Aesthetics and you had carved, they're carved out of wood. So our listeners understand. And I was blown away by the finesse and how delicate these letters were. And then she took me into the studio and she had what I, I'm going to refer to as an installation. And it it's beautiful. And it's made out of wood. And it was part of your Virago collection. Yeah. So can you explain to our listeners exactly what you do as a scroll saw artist and why you love the scroll saw? So what I do is for my custom work, at least, um, I get an idea, obviously, of what the person is looking for, whether it's a nursery sign or, um, you know, a family name established sign or whatever. Um, and I design it on the computer using whatever colors they've requested, etc. And then I print that from the computer and I apply it to um, wood and I cut away with the scroll saw. And um, I love the scroll saw because, well, there's just endless opportunities of things to do with it. Um, I still haven't discovered its full potential and I don't think that I ever will. And that's the best part for me. Um, And also it's just, it honestly feels therapeutic when I get to sit there 
and cut for hours and hours. I do my best thinking. Um, It's my quiet. As you said, I have three kids and it's just nice to go out there and listen to whatever I want and just think. Yeah, it's truly therapy. I find that with doing motorcycle illustrations, I yeah. turn the music on yeah. and sometimes I think I solve the world problems or I solve the world problems that are bothering me in my head. Exactly. As I'm, right. Yeah. 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 And it's not like, I really want to clarify. It's not just signs. Like these are pieces of art. Um, yeah, and I, I will have a, f- a photo, if you don't mind, of an, a sample of your work so people really get the full potential, like it's full realization of what you do. Sure. Yeah, if that's okay. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So we're going, so our listeners know what it is you do. We're just going to go back in time a little bit to show how you arrived here. Yeah. Uh, you graduated as an RN. At age 23, you gave birth to your daughter, and you suffered from PPD, postpartum depression. Yeah. And you are very honest on your Instagram site. Um, You write that you had very dark days. Mm -hmm. You you couldn't eat. You couldn't sleep. You were crying all the time. And you thought, I I have thought this too, if only I had a good night's sleep, all would be good. But that, that wasn't the case, was it? No, um, it seemed like everybody, I didn't have a lot of mom friends. Um, I feel like I was one of the youngest to start having babies. And, um, so I didn't have a lot of people to talk to and relate to my older sister and anybody else that I knew that had kids just kind of said, well, everybody's kind of doesn't feel like themselves after you have your first baby, you know, it's normal. Um, but I kind of, in my mind, I just, I mean, being an RN too, um, I just knew something wasn't right. Um, but I did think, okay, like if I can just get some good sleep, I'll feel so much better. And so, um, I talked to my doctor and I mean, I had a good sleeper, like my baby, she slept. I didn't, (laughs) so, um, I couldn't figure out what that was all about. And so I went to my doctor and I, I told, um, her how I was feeling and she did prescribe me some sleeping pills and it helped for, you know, a bit, um, but I still felt that sadness. I wasn't yeah. as tired, but I still felt a sadness that I just couldn't explain. Yeah. Um, so, and that's when I really realized like, okay, this isn't a matter of, of being tired. This is a matter of being depressed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So were you worried at all um, that you wouldn't ever get back to being the Lauren you remembered before? Yeah. I thought, I thought I was a goner. Oh, I honestly, I, I really, it's, you're just, you can't really explain where your mind goes, but I just felt like, how can I ever recover from this and feel normal again? Like I really, and I, that's where I started, like, you know, trying to reach out to people. Like, have you been, have you felt this way? And nobody could really relate. And that's when the fear kicked in, like, maybe this is it. Like, how am I ever going to I don't know. It was a very, it was a very dark feeling. I just felt kind of hopeless. Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I understand. Well, I can't say I understand, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel for you. That's what I say. That's what I I won't say. I feel for you. Okay. Yeah. And when I say I don't understand, I mean it in the sense of I'm not in your shoes. Okay. Yeah. 
So Mm -hmm. how can I possibly understand what you've gone through when I'm not in your shoes? So that's, I hope I'm, I've made myself. Of course. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So Lauren, what was it? There must've been something, that first step that you took that maybe led, led you on, like, I I think it like a a path of recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, being really honest with myself. Okay. Um, and then having the courage to tell my husband how I was feeling. And by that, I don't mean like, Oh, I feel sad. I feel down. I feel depressed. I was really honest. And I said, I'm thinking of taking my own life. Oh, geez. And I need your help. (laughs) And he, he handled it so, so well. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't judge me. He didn't make me feel like I was crazy for saying that he said, okay, we got to deal with this. And he went to the doctor with me. And that's when I finally um, realized that I needed to go on some pretty heavy antidepressants to deal with, with that. Cause that's so not like me. I've never dealt with any mental health issues in my life before. It was way out of left field. I couldn't believe yeah. Yeah. what was going through my mind. And um. I know with this pandemic, now this is not anywhere near a comparison to how, what you were going through, but um, there were, there were days where I'm just like, I'm not doing that great, you know, mm-hmm. and it's something I keep to myself, you know, because mm-hmm. you don't want anyone looking at you or yeah. thinking that you're being weak. Yeah. Okay. You just need to buck up and deal with this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, okay. That, uh, okay. So was there anything you started to do differently or what, I guess I'm wondering what led you to the, the, the path to, to start creating like that, that's. Um, well, that didn't come until I started feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Okay. Because before that I like, like I said, I couldn't eat. I couldn't even get dressed, let alone think of creative things to do. Yeah. So that was kind of my first step um, was to get on medication. Then I started kind of feeling a little bit more like myself and being a busybody. Yes. Being a new mom, you're very busy in a way, but it's also very boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to explain, but I just needed more, you know, yeah. when she would nap, like I needed things to do. And so um, I just, that's when Pinterest kind of came around. Yeah. And, um, I started seeing all these cool little, you know, DIY pro- projects on Pinterest. And so I just started making gifts for my friends and things for my daughter's nursery. And I just started painting, um, on pallet wood. I started tracing words with carbon paper and then painting over it. And I posted it on Facebook and people started to want to buy it. Awesome. Awesome. And then there it went. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So how do you go from painting on pallet wood to creating what you're creating now like that but yeah (laughs) well a big leap (laughs) it seemed like that market was already very saturated okay um and it honestly it was a little boring for me like I didn't feel like it was enough of a challenge and my husband honestly owns every tool you could ever imagine and for some strange reason, he had a scroll saw sitting in our shop <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what it was. And he said, you should try that. Like, I think you might really like it. 
And I thought, yeah. And so I started looking up things you could do with a scroll saw. And I originally thought that I might start making like puzzles and toys for kids. Yeah. Um, And then I thought, well, maybe I could start bringing my already what I was making. I could start making them into 3D signs. I didn't even know that there was, um, you know, already an industry of people doing that. Okay. Um, And I just started and I was like, oh, man, this is fun. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Excellent. So, and you, did you ever take like woodworking in school or now? No, I, I think in middle school. So I'm talking like grade six or seven. Okay. We had a choice of whether we could take sewing or woodworking and I took woodworking. Okay. And I don't remember, like, I don't remember what I learned. I don't, I think I made like a crappy little stool, but I didn't, I didn't fall in love with it at that time. Because yeah. I, I think as a preteen, you're more preoccupied with other things, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I have never had any interest in art or in woodwork prior to this. Wow. Wow. Oh, God. You know, it's, I don't, uh, you know, sometimes you hear that word, you're calling. Mm-hmm. I almost, oh, and please correct me. Out of these dark days, it's almost like you found your calling. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Looking back now, I wouldn't change a thing. Oh, wow. That's, that's, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's very powerful. I feel, I feel like that needed to happen to me. Wow. Okay. On your Instagram page, you are like, very honest. You are reaching people like, and you are connect, like you are connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if there has ever been a follower who has totally surprised you on how you've impacted the, his or her life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, in a lot of ways, there's been moms reach out to me who are struggling with postpartum depression. Yeah. And that that really hits home for me. Like, I'm glad that I've been able to use my voice to impact them in some way. Like, I've had people message me and they say, you're the reason I can get up in the morning because I know if you can do it, I can too. Oh, just wow. things like that, you know, it's just like, oh, that hits me hard. Yeah. And then, and then just yesterday, somebody, a nurse told me that she left her job and she's going to pursue woodworking. Oh. So just things like that. It just makes me so happy. Like, I just love that. I love to know that I've inspired another woman to do something that, you know, for whatever reason she's been held back and now she's found her strength to, to do what she wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So let's talk about your creativity. How do you start? Like, what is your process? Um, do you design, draw on paper or do you use Photoshop? And, and how does it go from paper? Because your wood installations, there's beautiful colors on them. You know, you'll have pink flowers and lilac flowers and gr- beautiful green leaves. So how, how does your process go? Well, if it's something like my Virago pieces, I'm very... Um, headstrong that I will never um, design those on the computer. Okay. I like the process of sketching it straight, like, because it's when I'm, you know, relaxed, I'm having a cup of coffee, and I will just sketch whatever comes to mind. And the process of actually sketching that and bringing it to life 3D on my scroll saw is just like, there's nothing more satisfying. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the only work that I do that isn't custom. The rest is custom. And so I'm a little bit at the mercy of whatever the customer wants. Okay. Um, sometimes they give me full creative freedom and sometimes they don't. And that's fine. Once it leaves my house, it's 
I'm not the one looking at it. Right. Yeah. So I want to make it to their liking. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so my nursery signs, I've only just recently started designing those on the computer. Okay. I'm not very computer savvy. Um, so I found a program Canva that is very easy that I can do from my phone and I just do the design um, and I print it and I've found a good paint supplier that has any color you could ever imagine. Yeah. And I just go from there. Oh, they're, they are gorgeous, like Thank breathtaking, you. breathtaking. <laughs> So do you do a combination of commissions or do you um, sell your own designs thinking about the Virago collection like or or all of the above? Um, so when I do, we'll talk about this later. I know you have a yeah. question about the restock, but um, the, the whole way that the Virago collection was born was I was feeling a little bit like I had lost my own creativity because I'm always doing customs based yeah. on what people ask me to do. Um, and I so many times I've been like, oh, I just have this idea and I just need the time to execute it. Yeah. And so it took a lot of convincing myself to grace myself the time to work on something that I didn't know would sell or not. Like I really had no idea, but I just had this need to get these ideas out of my head and right. do them. So yeah. that's where that's really the only non-custom work I do is if I'm giving myself time to work on a separate collection. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So then what is the countdown to restock? Like that's in June. I've what yeah. what what is what's all that about? So um before I used to take orders um through Facebook, through text message, through Instagram, through yeah. email. And it was getting very overwhelming. Yeah. And with my personality, I'm very go, go, go. I'm very like, if there is something on my list, I'm not going to stop until that is crossed off. Yeah. And I wasn't giving myself the downtime that I need to be a mom and to not burn out basically. Yeah. So I switched my orders. I now have a website that I take my orders through. I take my orders on the first of every month, unless it's Canada day or um, New Year's Day. That's the okay. only time there's an exception and it moves to the second of the month. Okay. I have a select number of spots that are open for that month and people hop on the website. They purchase the deposit. Once the deposits are sold out for that month, then that's it. I just have my work to get through for the month. And that's why I have a countdown on my, on my website so that when people stop by my website, they know when they can order next. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. That's good to know. You can tell yeah. I want to, I want to piece. <laughs> yeah. I've had to kind of regulate it that way. Otherwise I was just getting too carried away and yeah. it, I was just working too much. Okay. I can understand that. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I know with doing motorcycle illustrations and I'm doing something different where it's a, it's for Habitat for Humanity oh. and it's called Paint a Door. So you can paint a full door or you can paint like a kitchen cabinet door. And Love that. yeah, so I'm going to put a motorcycle illustration, a motorcycle on it. And I've mm -hmm. just, I've said to this, the spouse, I cannot pick up any more projects <laughs> until yeah. I get this book done. <laughs> right? yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering, do you think one day you'll remove former RN from your profile and just have scroll saw artist? That's a good question. I've honestly never thought about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. See, I, 
it's not that I'm afraid to just own that I'm a scroll saw artist because I'm finally at the point where I can do that. Yeah. But I like having that there so that people can see that and know that if just because they're in a certain job doesn't mean that they're stuck there. Yeah. Okay. And you can give up something as you know, I went to school for four years and worked my butt off to achieve that title. And I still had the nerve to give it up yeah. for my greater good. Yeah. And I like to inspire that in other people to be able to make those changes. You know, I yeah. think that's the reason I like to have it there. Okay. And so listeners know in, on your Instagram, you post, you loved being a nurse, right? I did. Yeah. You, you know, but it's just, it, and I am so feeling for the nurses who are working during yeah. this pandemic. Um, yeah. They're right. Jeez. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't want to keep you too long because I know you have wee ones. Um, mm-hmm. I plan to retire at the end of the year mm-hmm. and I would love to have a, um, a custom installation from you. Yeah. Encompassing who I am as an author, a motorcycle illustrator and podcaster. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, I think I'm the only one who loves illustrating motorcycles, but I don't own one, <laughs> you, know? Okay. you know, and I've looked at e-bikes and, you know, my daughter, she's actually a second year nursing student. She says, mom, I trust you on the bike. I just don't trust anyone else right yeah. <laughs> around yeah. you. So uh, w- what would be the process? Like just using myself as an example, when mm-hmm. should I, so if I retire, this is my last year, um, I'm thinking, let's say December 31st or uh, January 15th, I decide that's it. I'm like January 15th, 2022. That's it. How would someone, let's say like me, contact you to do like a custom work? Would it be through your your restock during the month? Well, yes and no. It depends because um, I'm always open. If somebody has like a big project that um, is really unique and different, I'm always, if you reach out to me via email, um, I, we can talk about the options for it. Yeah. I typically like for my custom spots in the month, it's typically for like, you know, a little nursery sign or something that doesn't take me a long time. But if it's like, like a huge big piece, like this is why I don't offer my Virago as custom because they, they're equivalent to five or six nursery signs. Yeah. So, and I don't ever know when those orders are coming. So I can't really plan my month around it. So if you just contact me, over email, like if it's a bigger piece that you're wanted, wanting that's more detailed and time consuming, then I can know, okay, I can slot you into February and I will take 10 spots off of my February customs. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm trying to find my sweet spot for working yeah. around that because I always want to say yes to those big projects. Cause I, that's where my heart is. I love those big statement pieces Yeah. Um, that hold meaning for people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I always encourage people just email me and we can talk about the details and then I can slot you into a future spot. So you're not, you know, fighting for one of those small little custom spots. Okay. And because for me, the only thing I would want is a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> that's, so cool. that's, yeah, like I say, I swear I'm the only person who loves motorcycles, but I don't have one, but Hey. Yeah. Well, I could even bring one of your illustrations to 3d wood. Like I could scan the image and cut it out. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. So it's still, it's still your art. I just put my twist on it. Cool. All right. 
So, Lauren, is there anything you would like to add? I'm definitely going to get your um, website information and your Instagram information. And if I don't know if you can still see me, we had a, a little for listeners. No, we had a little bit of technical issues, and I'm reaching down trying to stop my dog from looking out the curtains and barking at me. It was outside. <laughs> so, Lauren, you, your website. Is there anything you would like to add? Um, I don't think so. I think we hit on all of the important stuff. Okay. But okay. just know I'm an open book. If anybody ever has any questions, don't hesitate to send me a DM or anything. I, I love connecting with people. Okay. Well, your story is inspiring. And uh, like I say, I admire your honesty and you, you write what a lot of people, I won't, sh- I shouldn't say people, you connect because I read your stories and you've connected with me. And I think Mm -hmm. of when I was 23 and had, you know, little ones and you love them dearly, like you love them dearly, but it's just, you you need something a little more, you know? Yeah. And and there's nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. And uh, Lauren, you know, I see the photos of your, your what we ones, um, and your workshop, like, I, I gotta know, you've got, is that your workshop? Like, that's a big workshop. Yeah, it's actually just, um, when we moved into this house four and a half years ago, it was um, just like an open carport, and we just enclosed it. Perfect. Yeah. Well, they must think their mom is pretty amazing. And pretty cool. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, well, Lauren, have a good afternoon. I'm looking forward to finding out what you create next. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, bye-bye. Bye.